gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, Super Friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 135 for New Comic Book Day, April 17th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting along with me here in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hey, guys. So, Vern, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Just came back from a little vacation. Yeah, well, because of that, we missed a week last week, but we do still have some stories from that. We actually still have to talk about WonderCon, which was a couple weeks ago. And uh, Yeah, a lot. Did you get a chance to watch Shazam yet? I did not. I was busy over over there with uh, Liv, so no, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. This uh, weekend, though, hopefully. Yeah, you got to see Shazam so we can talk about it on here, man. I was, well, I was hoping uh, The Rock didn't spoil enough for me, but he didn't, so. No, no, no. The Rock, we have a story later about The Rock actually did talk about Shazam a little bit on his Twitter account and gave us an update on Black Adam. So we're going to get to that here in a little bit, but he didn't give any spoilers, which was awesome. Uh, but we actually have some, there is some big news out of TV and everything else. One of these stories I, ju- oh, I think, just I think was released. I think that was Instagram. That was Instagram TV. Oh, was that was, was like, Instagram? Okay. Yeah, it was like four minutes. I'm like, they, I guess they extended it with some update. I was like, oh, well, okay. About and maybe it's because he's The Rock. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that here in a minute. But we do have some television news that is pretty big that um, came out just in the last day or two. And one of these stories just came out like hours ago. As of recording. Okay. So let's get this started um, with the big one. Now this, everybody's running with this story, but they say that it's all reported back to the same person. This was on Twitter from the uh, Twitter account of World of Mara. I guess they were at Armageddon Expo in New Zealand, and Tom Welling was there. I guess during his panel with Tom Welling, he confirmed that, uh, and he said directly here, I will be on Arrow next season. Now, anybody who's, for some reason, not sure, Tom Welling is Clark Kent from Smallville. Yes, he was um, the original, well, not original. For me as a kid, he was the original Superboy, uh, but he wasn't original. He just played Superboy uh, on the Warner Brothers WB at the time, as we always talk about Smallville. Mm-hmm. Well, so the interesting thing was he wasn't even Superboy on there. He never became Superman or Superboy until the last episode of the last season. Right. We knew who he was supposed to be, though. Well, yeah, he was Clark Kent. And I still say that show is the greatest interpretation of Jonathan Kent that I've ever seen on anything. John Schneider's oh, yeah, Jonathan I, I Kent was amazing. Yeah, he was a really good father, even after passing the actor when he would see him, even in his visions. It was, it was really good. Yeah, that it, this is amazing because ever since Smallville um, got off the air and Arrow actually hit the airwaves in 2012, fans all over everywhere have been asking for Tom Welling to be in here somewhere doing something. Well, it looks like we're finally going to get it. Now, finally. he has not said what he's doing or what character or how many episodes he has. We know we only have, what was it, 12 episodes next season, I think? Uh, yeah. So he's going to probably be in there pretty quick. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but at least we get to see him for a hot second. I wonder what role is he going to be playing? 
I don't know. That, and it's still not been confirmed by the CW or anybody else that he is going to be there. This was just what he said at one convention. So we will find out, hopefully in the next week or so, that if someone starts to um, confirm this. The next up, uh, though, um, we have, we have some one. more. Huh? So we have another uh, casting. Yes, this one is confirmed. And this one's for Titans. Now, we know they're filming Titans Season 2 already. It looks like we have um, a huge character that's been cast for Titans. And it's interesting because they've not said his alter ego. But we have Bruce Wayne is going to be on Titans next season being played by, um, how do you pronounce this, Ian Glenn? Is that how it, what it would be? I think so, the Game of Thrones actor. Yeah, he's from Game Ian of Thrones. Glenn. I don't he's, watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, Game of Thrones fans know him because Game of Thrones came back, I believe, last night as of our recording right now. Um, but he's a Scottish actor, best known as the grizzled mercenary knight uh, Jorah Morton on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He's also been on like Downton Abbey and um, the Resident Evil franchise. But in movies, he's been he was on in the Iron Lady, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Kickass Two, and My Cousin Rachel, whatever that was. But the cool yeah, thing know. was yeah. in this Deadline was covering this, and they actually have a oh I okay. I see his picture here. I recognize him. He was actually, yeah, in the yeah, first Tomb Raider movie, he was the villain. So, but they do have a description of Bruce Wayne on this. And it says that, uh, let's see here. He plays an older version of Bruce Wayne. And it says, after decades of fighting crime as Batman, billionaire Bruce Wayne is just as driven to protect Gotham from evil as he was in his prime. Needing to reconcile his relationship with Dick Grayson, the duo hope to forge a new dynamic as Bruce tries to help his former kick sidekick and the Titans achieve success. So it looks like, because uh, a lot of times, remember in the comics, the Titans Tower and stuff, Bruce Wayne basically funded a lot of that. And a lot of right. what the Titans needed, Bruce Wayne funded. Well, it looks like that's what they're going to do with this also. Yeah, that was a big thing. I remember him doing that in the later books, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you- oh, he's going to be playing Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Oh, you just saw the picture? Yeah, very interesting look for a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the grizzled older look. So definitely, but Mm. they've not said whether or not if we're going to see Batman at all. But we do know, like I said, Bruce Wayne will be there, which is good. And also, this shows if you look the way they worded that, and they've already said we're going to see the Titans team as the Titans. It's going to be cool to see that they they're going to actually set this up. We may actually get Titans Tower. I hope we do. Even if it's on the shores of Lake Erie instead of San Francisco or New York, right? <laughs> I mean, I think he, could, I think he'll be a good Bruce Wayne. He just seems like he's a little older right now. No, well, that's what they said. It would be an older Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, when I thought older and read that, I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna be in like his. Well, I guess I'm thinking more like 47 instead of 57. But yeah, hey. well, look at uh, Dick Grayson in this. He's in his mid to late 20s, right? And so if he had been Robin since he was like 13, that's like 10, 15 years that he's been Robin. And Batman was around a little bit before he picked up Robin. Right. And Batman had to be in his uh, 30s. Yeah, so so Batman could have been on the scene for at least 20 years at this point. Right, right, right. So makes sense. And the last... I think think the comics have spoiled it for us because technically Batman should be about older than that. (laughs) Well, Batman should be at least 80, if not more. Same Same with Superman. So... But the other bit of news we have actually affects Titans some too. And this was just released like hours ago today. That it looks like, um, if it's not up now, it will be within the next week. Xbox One is finally getting DC Universe. 
Yeah, I saw that pop up when I was uh, just going on for the comic books. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. We not, now, we know they want to get them on all the platforms out there, and uh, obviously they're developing it with the platform. So, And I have an Xbox downstairs. I just When I saw the story, I haven't had a chance to go look to see if it's there now. But they said everything is all the features, all of the um, pricing, everything else is exactly the same as any of the other apps. You just It's DC Universe, and you can log in just like normal. Uh, they did say they want to get this out um, quickly to go along with the release of Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which comes out on April 16th, which is tomorrow for us, and probably yesterday for anybody listening to the show, which looks like an awesome show. I've heard already heard a review of it because the uh, digital version has been out for about a couple of weeks already, week. and everything I've... What I've heard from it so far is that people are loving it because it is in, either it is in or feels like it's in the Bruce Tim um, animated universe. So it goes with Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, uh, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, uh, Batman Beyond, all of that. This is in the same world. Yep, and Stag Shock and all that. It's all mm-hmm. in the same universe. So hopefully that, um, and also, uh, I think it was Susan Eisenberg who plays Wonder Woman in this in these universe was saying that if you really, really like this, let them know they are open to possibly doing more. And this one, I guess, does set up a Green Lantern sequel, possibly. Because I know Jessica Cruz is a large part of this movie, even though I've not seen it yet. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i probably be watching it tomorrow with everybody else. Yeah, um, um, I was wondering, because I remember seeing the uh, Legion of uh, Heroes. Uh, it was in, I want to say, season two of uh, Justice League Unlimited, when Supergirl stayed in the future. She fell in love with uh, Brainiac. Yes. And they explored that for the one episode. We never saw them again, so I'm happy to hear that they'll be coming back. Yeah, because they did say the Legion is in this. There's a lot of characters in here, not just Justice League. Right. And we know the Fatal Five is a Legion um, villain team that somehow comes to the past, and there's something to do with, I believe they're looking for the Green Lantern or something. I don't know. We'll we'll have to give a review of this when we see it. And is this Starboy that uh, comes here and tries to ward us, or I guess our world in, um, past Justice League? I don't know. We'll have to um, have to watch it and see. I don't know a lot of the details yet. I know some of the stuff that's in there that we've covered in the past. Okay. So, but that's going to be awesome. Now, also remember, Krypton just premiered on there, I believe, last week also, and yep. we just had the major update of um, all those comics have just been renewed, added to it. So, DC Universe now is a better um, a better time than ever to get a hold of it. So. But we need to move into some movie news next. And there, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of stuff happening with the Suicide Squad. We were just assuming that everybody was really going to be coming back from the original one, that they didn't die or whatever. But we're getting a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah, well, some of these characters have already been, we um, were told that we're not coming back, some of these actors. Uh, the first one up real quick was Variety reported that, um, unfortunately, Idris Elba is not replacing Will Smith. As of right now, it looks like actual Deadshot is out of the movie, but Idris Elba is still in. He's playing another unknown character at this point. So that's kind of cool because that leaves the door open that Will Smith can come back at some point to do the character again. Right. Hopefully he will. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering who is Idris Elba going to play. All I can think now is Bronze Tiger. I don't don't know if I see him as Bronze Tiger, though. I, I don't know what his martial arts skills are like. Yeah, I don't know either, but I just can't I just can't think of a character. Off the top of my head, like he would, uh, yeah, he could be. Oh, he could play just about any character. I mean, we will have oh, to yeah, he's see. A good actor. I'm just wondering, like, what role do, are they going to put him in? It's got to be. I'm trying to think of, I guess, a bigger 
or well-known character from the Suicide Squad. If so they even his, use uh, one. If they do. Well, see, I just feel like with his name, they got to give him some type of star role in there, like Deadshot, Harley Quinn type role. Well, remember, it's James Gunn. So, And actually, when we get to the end of this, we can do some more speculating. Um, okay. Because we do have a list of some of the other, in one of the later ones that goes over the list of characters that we know are actually in this. And being James Gunn, he could take a character that has only been mentioned once in comics and make you really, really love this character. Yeah, he could. I mean, look what he did with a talking raccoon in a tree that says one word. <laughs> yeah, so, everyone had their doubts about that. Still, the thing is pretty funny how he's going to be doing both movies. Mm-hmm. Well, next up is The Wrap. And this is more Suicide Squad news. It looks like Viola Davis is back. We will have Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad. And last time I recorded with uh, Bart, uh, we were all talking about that. If they, don't get Amanda, if they don't get Viola Davis back as Amanda Waller, we were like, huh, I wonder who else would play her. Yeah, because you can't won't. do it without her. No, 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 you can't. You can do one without you can get a whole new team, but you're always going to need Amanda Waller. Yeah, you need someone that put in. There's no one else in the DC universe that has that same mentality of Waller. And I don't, and actually, I can't think of a time that the Suicide Squad has ever not been run by her. I can't either. So, I mean, I may be wrong. She's a scary woman, man. Oh, yeah. In every iteration, even in the cartoons, is that she was a woman you didn't want to mess with. Oh, my goodness. I think it was one. I, I think the. I forget the woman who voiced her in the cartoons, but. Her, I hate. Oh, I hate her as a kid. Like I'm like, oh, she is the worst villain on the show. That's the point. I know she she did a really good job. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get Viola Davis back. I'm glad they uh, mm-hmm. got the actress back. She's really, really, really good. She's not the only one back though, because this is no, one that's been confirmed. Another. That was supposedly confirmed that he will not be coming back, but he is coming back. That is Joel Kinnaman is returning as um, Rick Flag. Which is another one that you kind of need him to have the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, so, I know uh, before it's usually like uh, Will Smith's dead shot was the leader of the team, but it was just like, I guess, the bad guys because you knew really the enforcer there was uh, Rick Flagg. Yeah, Rick Flagg's the actual leader of the team. Deadshot yeah. was kind of like just the mentor for everybody or something. But um, um, it's interesting because this is from Discussing Hollywood. According to them, um, Deadshot uh, – well, they had said um, – Let's see. Okay, that's about the old film. They, but according to discussing the film, they had confirmed that it looks like um, we know Viola Davis is coming back as Waller. Harley Quinn will be coming back. Margot Robbie, according to this one. I'd, I wasn't sure because they had not said she will be in this or not. Uh, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, we know has already. he's already said he will be there. And Idris Elba is going to be playing an unknown role. But as of this one, they still said it was Deadshot. So that's been changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Some of the characters, remember, that we've been told are in this are ones that a lot of these I've not heard of. Uh, Ratcatcher, I'm not sure. Peacemaker, I've never Wait, heard you, of. you heard of Ratcatcher. Uh, Did I? Right? Yeah. I, yeah, the Ratcatcher from uh, Batman. He's a weird little underground villain. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those villains you can't really take too seriously, I feel like. But it goes in perfect with James Gunn's um, sense of humor when it comes to his movies. Okay. Well, the next one is the Peacemaker. Then King Shark, everybody should know at this point. Oh, yeah. And that's, we, that, to be honest, when I, that's why I went in the first one. I know I, Killer Croc grew on me, but um, I wanted uh, King Shark in the first one. Yeah. Well, the other one is the Polka Dot Man. Oh, God. I think, I think the, other, the three of them, other than King Shark, are all Batman villains, usually. Oh, and they're not putting in... <laughs> what? 
Okay. Am I thinking of Polkadot Man, the one from uh, Batman Brave and Bold? Is that him, or is that some different character? Probably. Let me Google this guy. I think he's on Condiment King level. Yeah, he is. He is. So that's going to be interesting to see. But Batman oh, is he, Batman villains I, are not think, the. Oh yeah, that is him. That's Polkadot Man. Do you think? He, <laughs> I feel like he's going to be the uh, Slipknot of the movie. Okay. Or Which one was really Slipknot? Cool. Was Slipknot the one that died right away? Yep. Okay. Trying to figure out the Peacemaker. I, I really am not familiar with the Peacemaker. I, I remember when they first announced these that um, we found out who that was, but I don't remember who it is now. Oh, well, they redid him again in uh, 2006. He looks pretty uh, pretty cool here. So I could, they might be doing a different version of him. As we know, there's always going to be a retelling of some all these uh, characters. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Smith is known as the Peacemaker, a motorcycle-driving, gun-toting vigilante bent on bringing peace to the world. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a vigilante character. Uh, he was uh, made in 1966, but of course, as I said, they redesigned him. Uh, in 2011, New 52 reboot Peacemaker returned to the fourth world that exists alongside the Prime Earth. Uh, there was a Christopher or Carlson's Peacemaker, and then he had a new origin, of course, and then he made a return to Blue Beetle. Uh, so th- then, as I said, they had a New 52 version of him. So yeah, they could do a couple different versions of him. I don't know which one it's going to be. Or he could do an amalgamation of all of them. So yeah. we'll see. Okay. Well, that's what's going on with the Suicide Squad. Now, we know that's supposed to start filming in September. So we'll see where that goes from there. The nice thing, though, it looks like they are not scrapping the original one. They're just doing a, a, the next movie. It's not going to be a true right. sequel with all the same characters continuing with where they were going, but it's just the next story in the Suicide Squad universe. Um, the next one is I, 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 I just say I really love the characters from the first movie. It's not so much just the movie itself. I love the characters from the uh, books they did when they did Rebirth. They got the same characters from the movie and put them in there. Yeah, My favorite lineup of the um, Suicide Squad. But we've had, like I said, all these different ones. So just yeah, the Suicide Squad's been around since the mid '80s, I believe. Yeah, maybe yeah, mid '80s for sure at least. Um, yeah, because that was when Batman was still wearing the blue. Um, the only one technically from the team that's going to be back is uh, Rick Flagg and Captain Boomerang, right? We didn't get any mention of Katana. We, well, uh, they've, they've mentioned Harley Quinn, but I've not heard it confirmed anywhere. Me either. I doubt. She, I mean, from the last movie, she supposed that broke out with Joker, so we don't know what happened with that. But uh, if they haven't really um, been publishing this movie as a Harley Quinn, because she was one of the biggest parts of the first movie, I feel like they kind of need her to get people's butts and seats. If they were going to put her in, they would have said something by now. Well, they may not say anything about it till after they're done with birds of prey. That too. Well, that too. So, uh, the next thing coming up though, is, um, DC is continuing to celebrate the 80 years of Batman and detective comics with a, um, film screenings of Batman, Batman returns, Batman forever and Batman and Robin all returning to the big screen in Epic 4k glory. These will be, they each have a one day showing through Fathom events like most of your other big events like this. Um, Batman is coming on May 4th, Batman Returns on May 6th, Batman Forever will be on May 12th, and Batman and Robin on May 14th. Now, if you go to Fathom Events website, you can find out if they're doing it in your area, and um, you can already pre order tickets, I believe, at this point. So they're there to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the um, 89 Batman. 
and 80th anniversary of Batman itself. I didn't realize that. That movie's 80 or 30 years old now. That's crazy. That I remember crazy. going to see that in theaters. <laughs> but I'm old. I I didn't see any of them in theaters, but um, I had them on the VHS. Yeah. And then we wanted to buy them again on DVD. So in the last uh, t- or movie news that we have is we mentioned The Rock earlier. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, he he was actually produced. We know for about 10 years he's been signed on to play Black Adam. And I think yeah. he's going to play an epic Black Adam. I mean, everyone was saying before uh, the internet was even a thing that he looks like Black Adam. Mm-hmm. So, like but facial features. Exactly. Well, he t- took to Instagram, you said, I believe, right? This was his, in- yes, yep. it's his Instagram. And this was right after, or probably the weekend after his, um, or Shazam came out. And he was talking about how he actually helped, has been helping with developing the whole Shazam um, movies and universe idea that they're doing because Black Adam is such an integral part of it. And originally, the Shazam movie was supposed to be an origin for Shazam and for Black Adam both. But they ended up um, splitting it into two because the two origins are both so epically large Yeah, you need um, more space to tell them. Yeah, so it would have been too much for just one movie. But he said, um, so, but he was still a producer on um, Shazam. And he said that, um, with this, especially with the success of Shazam, they're actually getting ready to move forward with the Black Adam movie, and they should start filming within the next year. Right. Finally. Exactly. <laughs> Finally. So we will be seeing The Rock as Black Adam, and then after that, we will definitely see Shazam meeting up with Black Adam, because you know that movie's going to make money. Oh, Shazam yeah. already made money. And it's still making money now. It's number one in the box office for the second week in a row. So yeah, Rock was saying how he appreciates the fans. Like, they really are helping with this movie. Oh, yeah. But that, yeah, Shazam was awesome. Man, you got to see it so we can talk about it. I will. I was surprised by some of the stuff that was in there. Yeah, like I said, I feel like you know, a certain part of the movie is going to happen because toys spoiled it for me. But yeah. I'm still well, going to love the movie. There's another character that I was shocked to see that's in there. And it's just barely in there, but he's there. Okay. And you'll know who it is when you see it. Because I can't believe they actually put that on live-action TV. Okay. Or live-action movie. I couldn't believe it. But it's going to be awesome. I'm wondering if all the success. I'm, I'm still waiting for a Green Arrow movie now. I don't know. Green Arrow we may not get for a while because... Arrow did so well on TV and is still doing well, so they're going to probably let yeah. that go for a minute. We'll get Green Lantern first. I mean, we did have a we did have a cyborg in like less than a year of each other. We had on the Doom Patrol and uh, Justice League, and same with Flash with uh, Justice League and his show. So I just want to see my Green Arrow on the big screen. Well, we will eventually see that. The At way this point. is going, especially with um, how much better uh, the DC movies are starting to do. Yeah, they're doing really good. Uh, I'm glad they're finally found their stride. So uh, th- that leaves us with just the comic news. And really, the big story here leads into our two smaller stories um, from this. And this is actually from WonderCon all the way back on in March 30th. Uh, CBR had a, uh, basically a coverage of the live DC Publishers um, Meet the Publishers panel at WonderCon back at the end of March. Now, this was Jim Lee and Dan DiDio sitting down laying out what is coming from DC Comics in the next year. There's some big drops in here of stuff that's coming, things we've known are coming that we've not touched on much here, but 
we get a little more information. Now we know um, Heroes in Crisis and Doomsday Clock are both wrapping up in the next couple months, and they're, they're both set to totally change the way the DC universe is handled. We already have at this point with Doomsday Clock. Once we catch up to Doomsday Clock, the Watchmen characters are in the DC universe. Imagine what it'll be like with Doctor Manhattan fully part of the DC universe. Oh wow! So that and all the stuff that's happened in Heroes of Crisis, I. I'm hoping somehow they will still bring back Wally West. Hoping we get a snap of the fingers made from freaking Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Something, yeah. You know what? That could be the one thing that cha- that helps Heroes of Crisis is Doomsday Clock resetting something. I so, hope. I don't know yet. We will find out in a couple months. I believe Doomsday Clock supposed scheduled to finish in June or July now. It was supposed to be back in last December, but it keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. So, um... The, the first thing they really touched on was um, DC Universe and how they're, and we've already talked about it here some, that they're going to be adding over 20,000, or expanding their comics to have over 20,000 comics on the service, including adding new comics every week, and um, new issues of current comics will be added to the service one year after being released. So everything that came out in... Uh, April of 2018 is actually hitting the service in April of 2019 right now. Hmm. So similar to D, uh, Marvel Unlimited, except that a Marvel Unlimited is six months. So, but it's a similar concept. Uh, li- oh. After that, they talked about doing Detective 1000, and Jim Lee um, was loving it. He said um, he's already been tweeting with Kevin Smith again because he loved working with Smith so much on the story they did. And said, I've already already tweeted Kevin Smith about working together again from a fan perspective. Or no, then Dan Tadio says, from a fan perspective, I've never seen so many great artists on one book. You really get your value. We're proud of this book. And if people love it, that's what we want. No, that's what we want to hear. It's just that people love this book. Now, next is one we've really not mentioned this much, but Dan Tadio and Jim Lee both, since the beginning of this year, have been talking about this is the year of the villain and not knowing what that really is. But Tadio hinted here that it's a great story being done by Brian Michael Bendis and Scott Snyder that will build off events in Justice League and Batman with the City of Bane, which is a um, story coming up, I believe, towards the summer um, in Batman is the City of Bane. Uh, all culminating in November this year. Our goal is to raise the stakes to all um, of all of our titles, and that and that they have effects across the entire DC universe. One of the things I hate seeing is movies and TV showing connectivity better than comics. That's something they learned from the comics, and it's something we're re- returning to, starting with the first Wednesday in May and picking up each week. So that's awesome that they're going to make it even more of um, when something happens in the universe, the rest of the comics at least acknowledge that something happened. Hmm. Which we've seen, like he said, in movies and TV and all this stuff, and comics have slowly somewhat gotten away from that. Yeah. So Coming back to it. mm -hmm. And then Jim brings up Leviathan Rising, which we know is an event coming in Superman. And he says that and we know that is very similar to this. The, it's another one all about the villains. Leviathan is a villain organization. Remember, we've been seeing in Silencer. Uh, Leviathan is the was originally. If this is the same Leviathan, it's the company or it's the organization that Talia Al Ghul runs. Hmm. So, um, according to Jim, he says another push is Leviathan Rising, 
And we're excited to announce two titles coming out of Leviathan Rising, which both of these are going to be awesome. They, they were fantastic when they used to have them, and I'm glad to see they're coming back. We're getting Lois Lane by Greg Rucka and Mike Perkins, and Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. So Jimmy and Lois are getting their own titles again. How long? How long? Then, huh? How long do you think the titles are going to be? I don't know. But Dio did p- jump in saying that um, Lois Lane plays directly into Leviath- the Leviathan story, and we're so proud or excited to see her involvement in that story. And since Rucka is writing Lois Lane, you'll see Rucka's favorites like Renee Montoya in it. And then the Jimmy Olsen book has the same energy as Hawkeye at Marvel, that sense of adventure and fun. That's that was saying that's crazy. Um I was wondering with all the uh, books that's are that's coming out, when are we gonna finally get to see, I guess, I don't know, Steel, you think might be coming up? I don't know. I could see him uh, maybe in one of the Justice League titles again. Mm, okay. Well actually wait, was he yeah, he was in one of them for a short short well, short short second. Last we saw him, um, Steel was uh, at the end of Superwoman. Because remember, he's right. still, he and he's married with Lana Lang, right? So now we are still getting Steel into Titans books, but it's his niece. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah, we're getting Natasha. All there. about that. So for the we moment, now Titans is wrapping up. I believe Titans may have just wrapped up with the last issue. I'm not. I don't remember. So I know that series is wrapping up and they're going to rework it and re-release a relaunch later on this year i believe so maybe we'll get something else out of steel um and we'll get john henry back soon hopefully i like i really like steel yeah well from there they moved on to black label um now we know frank miller and john romita jr's superman year one story is coming and scott snyder and greg capullo are bringing batman last the last night both coming and we still have one more issue of uh, Batman Damned, and that I believe comes in June. So, and each of these I believe are also three issue runs because it's just the format they're doing for Black Label. Um, and it says it's going to feature or Black Knight features Batman traveling the scorched remains of Earth, carrying the still alive head of the Joker. Oh, geez. He says, um, let's see. This was um, who was saying to Dio? Dan was saying that um, I think they're doing something special here about last night. We're trying to look at our key characters and explore them in new ways. Then he described Batman or Superman year one as a fun story. Frank Miller loves Superman. That's interesting because I've always heard it the other way around, but, um, Mm. and then it says, and each chapter, um, explores a different great love of Superman's life. Lana Lang, Lori Lamaris and Lois Lane. So that's going to be the three different issues we get. That's interesting, especially bringing Lori Lamaris back into this. We've not seen her, I think, since as a Superman love interest since what the seventies or early eighties. I was like eighties, but it might have been seventies. Um, the next one is about the Walmart books, which we'll cover here in a minute. Um, and then Jim Lee brought up the Young Readers imprint or um, right. Ink and Zoom. He says we're so glad to see DC um, in this market. This is the fastest growing market, and we're excited to see it grow. Some of the stuff in DC Inc. is actually more mature than what you have in the main line. We went out and hired writers and artists who, weren't, who hadn't worked for DC Comics and brought them into the line. We want, them to feel, we want them to feel different, and we're glad to see them becoming so different. Now, we know that Mara Tidebreaker is already out there by Danielle Page and Stephen Byrne. 
Uh, Super Sons is already out on the market right now by Riley Peterson and um, L. Gonzalez. And both of those, the great thing is those are te- they're only $10 books. So they're not going to break the bank to try to, for these books. Um, then it says, across the Black Label and Young lines, we're trying to appeal to a, a wide range. Or no, they, they did announce that later on this year, Under the Moon, which is a Catwoman tale, comes out with by Laurel, Lauren Merkel and Isaac Goodhart. And then Dan says here that across the Black Label and Young lines, we're trying to appeal to a wide range of fans. Um, not everyone is reading the same material. And so long as people want to read words and pictures together, we're going to find a way to reach those fans. We've always got to got to lead in terms of the content we're creating. If you enjoy the characters, we're going to give you ways to enjoy them. And then they moved on to towards Vertigo and made sure just to announce that the second year of Sandman Universe is still coming. So um, they've not yeah, we, canceled we, any of Sandman yet. Oh, so that's what neither one of us really get. Uh, got into, but I've been hearing good stuff I, about it. I've been reading every issue since it started. We don't cover it on here because we don't cover a lot of Vertigo. Sorry about the dog. Oh, that's okay. Nisa wanted to talk too. And then yeah, they get into... In her two cents. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we get into... Uh, they talked a little bit about... Because they mentioned Vertigo. They also mentioned Young Animals returning. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. Yeah, so and Gerard Way is that. bringing back Doom Patrol again. Yes, um, I'm wondering, now I might get into this uh, series a little bit more. I've been going back on the DC uh, Universe and reading the old books, but I might need to get into this new one now. Yeah, especially now that we're watching. the first issue. Well, especially since we're watching the show now. Right. So, um, and actually, this is the press release here for, uh, DC put out the full press release for the new Young Animal. And it's going to be three different titles. They're putting out on July 3rd, Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds. Then we're going to get Collapser on July 17th and Far Sector in late 2019. Now, the Far Sector is the one that's got my my attention really good. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Um, Way to the Worlds, is, it says here, is, um, is Gerard Way and Jeremy Lambert. Yeah, it's Doom Patrol, Way to the Worlds. Gerard Way and Jeremy Lambert um, are writing it. It's art by James Harvey, follow, then followed by Doc Shanner, Nick Patera, Becky Cloonan, and then more after that. So each one's going to have art from different people. It starts on July 3rd, and it says, Gerard Way and the world's greatest super, or strangest superheroes return mm-hmm. in, a, in an all-new series that takes them beyond the borders of time and space. The Doom Patrol will go on an epic road trip around the solar system, facing off against the unusual and bizarre, including the fanatical fitness fiends of planet Morbius and the marathon eternal big changes are coming for these unusual heroes, including robot man coming to terms with his new life as a human. Hmm. I got to go back and read doom patrol. So the, the first run so I can find out how, what happened there. Right. <clears throat> and then the next title is coming up is collapser written by Mikey way, which I'm wondering if he's actually related to Gerard at all. And Sean Simon. And it's art by um, Ilias Kiriazis. And it starts on July 17th. It says, Liam James is a wannabe DJ whose life goals are almost completely dashed by his crippling anxiety. Until a package arrives in the mail containing a black hole that gives him amazing powers and draws him into a cosmic conflict far beyond anything he's ever imagined. But Liam will discover that 
when it comes to life, love, mental health, and superhero responsibilities, there's no such thing as a quick fix. And that power comes with a cost. Of course. So, and it... And it is just what we come to expect from Young Animal. This is going to be something strange and unusual, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun to go for the ride. Then the last one, this one got my attention out of all of them the most. It's called Far Sector by N.K. Jemison and art no. by Jamal Campbell. This That's is a Green Lantern story. One. Say what? That's the odd one I wasn't expecting to see. Yes, this is a Green Lantern story. The newly chosen Green Lantern, Sojourner Joe... Mullen or Mullen has protected the city enduring a massive metropolis of 20 billion people for the past six months. The city has maintained peace for over 500 years by stripping its citizens of the ability to feel as a result, violent crime is virtually unheard of and murder is non-existent, but that's all about to change. This series introduces a dizzying game of politics and philosophies as Joe discovers a brewing revolution in the city aided and abetted by some of its most powerful citizens so that's coming sometime later this year and it, so it looks like young animal is hitting the ground uh, with a second wave running full speed seems like it is um i'm just reading up on some of the characters that we're going to be seeing in here trying to get a little familiar okay well, which one on which one Right now, I'm just looking through the Doom Patrol. There's so many different teammate team members on here. Oh yeah, yeah. Doom Patrol is all has had all kinds of people added to it over time. I believe this new version actually has had Danny the Street even. No, wait, was it yep. Danny the Street no, right. actually the? Um, yeah, but didn't they make him the ambulance instead? Uh, I don't think he did. They? I don't remember. I have to go back and look. I have the first couple of issues of Doom Patrol. Oh, okay. I only read the first one. No, so I'm actually, I can check real quick. See, that should be on DC Universe by now. The um, Gerard Way D- one. Let me see. DC Universe comic books. See, Super Friends, this is how easy it is to find stuff on DC Universe. Um, let me look up. One day in the street right now. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Ambulance. Let's see. Come on, come on. There it goes. Doom Patrol. That's the shorts, episodes, comic books. Comic series, yes, they have the first six issues of the Gerard Way book run of um, Doom Patrol on here, and they'll be adding more as we get to it, like they have been. So, so we can read on there for right now. Exactly. Now in DC Universe, they actually have under series is they have the original 1964 Doom Patrol, 36 issues of it, six issues of the 2016 run, which is the Young Animal run, 63 issues of the um, Grant Morrison run from 1987, also. So. And then obviously anywhere else that the Doom Patrol showed up in. So, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where we go with those. And then the last thing we have is they mentioned the Walmart titles. Well, anybody who had a hard time, like I had a hard time finding the Walmart titles when they first started. So the Walmart I. Giants. I know where they're at now, and I know how to find them. And since then, I've actually gotten the first couple issues of um, Titans and the first couple issues of Swamp Thing. But the first couple of se- series is. Or, um, DC finally made the announcement that anybody who was not able to find the 100-page Giants at the Walmarts can um, actually, at, coming in July, find them at your comic book stores in a little bit of a different format. Now, um, Walmarts were anthology books of four different titles in one book, but it, the, one of those four titles was original and only for those Walmart books. Well, starting in July, 
each of those story arcs is going to be released as a six-issue monthly miniseries featuring two chapters per issue. The fireworks start early on July 3rd with Superman Up in the Sky number 1 by Tom King and art by Andy Kubert and Sandra Hope. And it says, following the home inv- a home invasion that ends in murder, Superman is put on the trail of a Metropolis mystery by Batman. But can even the Man of Steel discover the truth behind these tragic deaths or, are, or, their, or their ties to the far-off world of Ran? That starts on July 3rd. On July 10th, we get Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington's Batman Universe number 1. Following the theft of a priceless Fabergé egg, the Riddler leads the Dark Knight on a wild hunt after its true owner, Ginny Hex, a descendant of the um, haunted Western hero Jonah Hex, Deathstroke, or yeah, wait, on hunt for its true owner, Ginny Hex. Then it says Deathstroke, Green Arrow, and some of the brightest stars of the DC Universe will join the Dark Knight on the chase to find this treasure. So this is this it looks like this is where we're going to get the origin of Ginny Hex, possibly. Yeah, this one had piqued my interest the most. Yeah. Now, these books are already out. Like I said, these are reprints, but it's the first time you get them in comic book shops. And a lot of people, this is the first time they may be able to actually find these. Right. And then the last one is Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti with, uh, and Chad Harding combine their powerhouse talents on a new adventure featuring Amazon Princess Diana and Wonder Woman Come Back to Me number one on sale on July 17th. It says when Steve Trevor is called in for a test flight of an experimental new aircraft, he winds up lost in the Bermuda Triangle. And it's up to Wonder Woman and Etta Candy to follow his trail to a mysterious and savage island. Now we know, like I said, these are both; these are all three six-issue miniseries with two chapters in each, so it covers twelve chapters of the giant size, um, and they start in July. So, and they're each going to have brand new covers. Uh, Superman up in the sky has an Andy Kubrick did the cover. Amanda Connor does Wonder Woman come back to me, and Nick Darrington does Batman Universe. Hmm, okay. So and that this is going to be nice, especially if they um, pick a price point like they did for the. Um, Walmart comics. Now, like I've said in the past, I think the Walmart comics is probably the best deal in comic books because for $5, you get four comics. One of them is a brand new story. The other three, you may or may not have actually read before. Nice. So, okay. But I believe that brings us to the end of the stories. Did you have anything else before we move on? Uh, no, I think that's it. Like I said, that Batman book is going to be the one that's piquing my interest the most. Yeah. I think I want to get all three of them. But oh, from, yeah. th- from there, we do have one more thing to do before we can go anywhere. We have to take a trip. And that sound means only one thing. It is time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. This week, the comic book shop pull list is for April 17th, 2019. And that what you just heard was the comic book shop. That's from the band called the Shazbots. Check them out on Facebook and on iTunes and, pro- and on Spotify. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. That was their song, The Comic Book Shop. We actually have eight titles this week. So it's a little bit of a light week, but that's fine because last week we had like 16 titles come out. Right. But the first one is actually a final. We have damage number 16. Captured by Echidna, the goddess of monsters. 
Oh, he's been. Huh? Sorry, I thought we were on Aquaman first. Nah, it brought up damage for me. <laughs> okay. I have it Aquaman on the list, but we'll find it. All it right. says damage number sixteen is captured by Echidna, the goddess of monsters. Ethan and Congo Bill, which has been awesome to see that Congo Bill. It was an interesting character that I've not read much of. Uh, must rely on their wits as humans rather than their strengths as giant powerhouses in order to survive. But do these men stand a chance against the mother of all colossal beasts? Find out in the shocking finale of our series. Art is done by Matt Ryan and Aaron Lepresti and is written by Robert Venditti. Have you read any of these damage uh, recently when he's on Monster Island? No, I haven't since I knew it was coming to end. I just like, okay. I want to see what happens at the very last one, though. Yeah, it's cool because Congo Bill, anybody who's not sure, Congo Bill is a character who actually turns into a giant blonde gorilla on par size-wise with a damage or something like that. Um, so it's cool because he's kind of teaching, he's been trying to teach Ethan how to um, control damage and how you don't need damage to do to be a hero. Okay. So it's been an you interesting think gonna, story. Do you think he's going to ever go back to being damaged? Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. He's at some point you kind of have to, but okay, I know what he's a, he's being taught to not, that you don't. Damage. Yeah, they're they're trying to teach him that you don't have yeah. to rely on damage. So, but what do we got up next? Next, well, I pulled up Electric Warriors. Okay, number six. Uh, the revolution is off to a rocky start. The war cry is to blame. Can our hero convince the fellow warriors that their captors have no interest in peace? If this fails, Earth isn't the only planet. At the brink of destruction, the whole universe will fall under Firestorm's wrath. The nail-biting conclusion to this cult hit miniseries will alter the future of DC Universe forever. And art is done by uh, Travel Foreman and written by Steve Orlando. And this is the last Travel issue Foreman. of this. I think it's Travel Foreman. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's spelled Travel. Uh, yeah, I was just like, okay. So. But this is the last last of this series, and it's interesting. I wonder if we're going to actually get an explanation of why Firestorm is still around thousands of years in the future. I wonder. So it's been interesting to see some of these, what we know of as villains, working with together kind of as heroes in this, with like the Kund and the um, Dominators and people like that. Yeah, I remember seeing Dominators. Was that uh, a couple of issues back? Yeah. About two. So it's a cool concept for um, that they brought back Electric Warriors. I hope we get more of this future books and more of the space. We've in the last year we've had a lot of um, our space DC characters in cosmic level bring, being brought back in. With um, like in Supergirl, we've had uh, the Omega Men brought in. Uh, we have the Electric Warriors is um, I believe this if I remember right they said the Electric Warriors takes place um, before the Legion. So, and we we have had hints that the Legion of Superheroes will be returning after Doomsday Clock or in Doomsday Clock at some point. Oh, okay. So, this is the type of stuff I would love to get into and see what they do with them now. But, the next one we have up is actually Naomi number four. The newest sensation in the DC Universe discovers the secret behind her birth, her adoption, and her connection to the great multiverse. Hop on board a look at the DC multiverse you never knew existed and the new mysteries and threats it brings to our world. From the creators behind Jessica Jones and Bitterroot comes a brand new look at the world of superhero through the eyes of a mostly or most unlikely hero. Art is done by Jamal Campbell and is written by David F. Walker and Brian Michael Bendis. Now this one is another one that's been an interesting book because 
it, like they said, it was a town, a sleepy little town in Oregon that Superman crash lands into when he's battling, I believe it was Mongol. And then it was Mongol. a whole, yeah, it was, was it Mongol? I think it was Mongol, yeah. Okay. And then they, it's like 30 seconds and they don't even realize where they, and they continue with the battle and it's totally changed this girl's life forever. You find out she's actually not what she always thought she was. And it looks like this this issue we're gonna finally find out who she actually is. Nice. Um, our next one is Nightwing issue number fifty nine. Still in the weird stage of uh, Dick Grayson or Rick Grayson, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's a new team in town who will have to learn the hard way that fighting injustice doesn't mean you're cut out to be a superhero. As the newly formed Nightwing is are forced to deal with the fiery fiery uh, threat they've n- saw, never saw coming. Uh, uh, reluctant uh, recruit Rick Grayson has that's so weird has yeah. to make a choice between a carefree life without captures or to answer who will call him and being ringing his entire life the call to be a hero join Rick Grayson and Nightwing as they and the learn. Night Wings wait 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 the Night Wings oh, sorry the Night Wings there's four of them um, right that's this is strange as they learn to take uh, take this on as a team and what happens when you fight who you truly are uh this is yeah i um we said this when this all happened if you got shot in the head we're gonna be going through a weird phase yeah that last one was the last one the smiley faces (laughs) something like that but who made this book oh sorry i so weird um art done by christopher moneyham and written by dan jurgens yeah see the thing is i trust jan jurgens so this is going to have a really cool payoff by the time we're done. But, um, yeah, it has been strange seeing um, Dick Grayson. In a to- he's got a totally different world now. He's got a new Basically girlfriend. Dick Grayson not being Dick Grayson. Yeah. It's int- weird to see. And then um, find this detective who finds his old cave with all of the old suits and uh, has brought in his friends who are also um, – there was I think two other ones are cops and one's a firefighter. To come in and help him be Nightwing since Nightwing was not around. And they're kind of learning on the job. Yeah. So uh, next one I have up, though, is Teen Titans number 29. This is the Terminus part three, the Terminus agenda. After their last mission nearly ended in disaster, the Teen Titans are coming apart at the seams. As Deathstroke's influence over Damien reaches new heights, the team must evaluate how far they're willing to go in their war on crime. And with the Teen Titans seemingly on the brink of destruction, a new threat reveals itself, and the worst enemies of all come from within. Art's done by Bernard Chang and is written by Christopher Priest and Adam, Gla- Adam Glass. This has been interesting so far because um, at the end of the last issue of this, um, Kid Flash found the hidden jail. You know, Damien's been keeping this um, hidden prison below the, their bunker and just putting guys in there and throwing away the key. Well, Kid Flash has found that now. It was just Emiko and Damien that knew about this because both of them don't have a whole lot of problem just bending the rules a little. Just but now, a little bit. Yeah, now Wallace that. knows about it. So we got to see what goes on from there. And this next one up is Aquaman 47. Uh, Nama's nefarious plan to restart all life on Earth is in full effect, and the only one man stands in their way, Aquaman. Don't miss this bombastic finale to the unspoken water. Uh, art's done by Daniel Harkwe- 
Heracles, uh, Robinson Roca, and written by Kelly Sue Dominic. Deconic. Deconic. Thank you. This one's interesting because hopefully that means um, Arthur will get his memory back by the end of this issue. Because remember, for the last couple of issues, he's not—he's been totally lost on this island and had amnesia. So what's going to happen once he does get his memory back and returns to Atlantis? We'll find that out probably next issue. So uh, next up, we actually have Batman number 69. The Dark Knight is breaking through the bad dreams and coming out the other side. But is he ready for the culprit wading through the veil of terror? And what lasting effects might this whole ordeal have on Bruce Wayne's psyche? With artist Yannick Paquette from Wonder Woman Year Earth 1 jumping on board to tackle the art, Nightmares comes to a shocking close. This will be the strangest issue yet. A no-holds-barred journey through Batman's psyche via the inner workings of Arkham's Asylum. Setting up the next big chapter of Tom King's epic Batman tale, Batman's future begins now. And as I said, the art is done by Yannick Paquette and is written by Tom King. This has been interesting because this may be um, where they set up City of Bane. Oh, yeah. So we'll find out where it goes there because we know Bane's been pulling the strings behind everything up to this point. And he, I would not be surprised if he's not the one that's been um, running Batman through his nightmares. Hmm. But we will find out in this that issue. earlier uh, once before, too. Mm-hmm. And that means you get the last title for this week. Wait a minute. Last one. I think we went through all of them. No, we still have Justice League number 22. Oh, yeah. We are out of order here. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Justice League issue number 22. The multiverse is threatening, tethering on the brink, and Lex Luthor's Legion of Doom is uh, poised for victory. But as the combined intellects of Brainiac and the world's smartest man make their move towards conquering the keys of the sixth dimension, and much bigger power grows on the horizon. At last, the final form of... Uh, Per, 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 yeah, Perpetua. Per, thank you. <laughs> Takes shape of the DCU will never be the same again. Art is done by Francis Menopole and written by James T. Tinian the Fourth. Yes, this is this has been an interesting story because the Justice League is basically affecting the entire rest of the universe, like they like they were saying how they want to get everything together. With the source wall breaking, is why we have a lot of the different things um, that are going on all over the DC universe right now. So all it's a lot of the source wall energy. So, but that brings us to the end of the week, and I believe to the end of another issue. I think so. So, super friends, thanks for hanging out with us for another issue. Uh, we actually got through this one really fast. I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah, we did. Surprising. But- I think it's like the first one we've done this fast in a while. Yeah, well, there's a lot of big news in here, though. Uh, from, I am excited to see Tom Welling coming to Arrow. I, I just like to see him on screen at all. Especially so, with something DC related too. That's right. Well, he's been coming back because remember he had a part, a pretty decent part on Lucifer too. Yeah. There was a while there that he just took a break from acting. So yeah, he was just out for a minute. It's great to see him back. We see, like I said, Batman coming to Titans is going to be a good thing. Suicide Squad is starting to. Um, fill out we're starting to see all the issues what's going on there and now with that panel remember we got to see how much what is coming for dc comics so right. super friends let us know what did you think of all this what is coming what do you think of what's coming for dc comics and what is tom welling going to be playing on arrow let us know vernon how can people get a hold of us 
guys can reach us on dcsuperpowers.com. Once again, we've updated our website a little bit. It looks a little different, but I think better, too. Um, oh, yeah. I did a lot of work in getting that right. Yeah. can put a lot of work for that. Um, we can find your, our gear. You can find our sponsors. You can find our video. Find our, our other media accounts are uh, Instagram and Facebook, Instagram, Pieces, Ours Pod, and we are Ours. Hey, Vern, why don't you tell us that again? You were cutting out on me. Hello? Hey, you're there. <laughs> okay. Where was the last part? <laughs> uh, just start over uh, from the for all of our socials. For our socials, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, well, here, Vern, let me yeah. cover that because I don't know why you're cutting out on me, man. He's trying oh, to man. let you guys know that you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at DC Superpowers Podcast. On Twitter, we are at DC at Superpowers DC. And you can find Vernon on Twitter at the Yellow, right? Yep. And Howlin' at Wolf on Instagram, right? Yes, sir. And you can find me on Facebook at... Um, on Facebook as Ken Rose, on Twitter and Instagram as uh, GW1Ken. You can also find the show at, like he said earlier, www.dcsuperpowers.com. We're uh, DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com if you would like to email. We're also proud members of the Tangemount and Weeby Geeks Networks at tangemountnetwork.com and weebygeekspc.com. And did I catch everything there, Vern? I think you did. You did a good job. Hey, and now you're back. You gotta love. I don't know what's going on. I heard everything you were saying. I heard the music, and I'm just like, wait, why can't you hear me? Yeah. So, well, if that's gonna be all, Vernon, thank you for hanging out with me, brother. No problem. It's fun. We'll see you next week. And super friends, thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys.